Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. Well, hello. It's so fantastic to be uh, with you online and also here in the room uh, speaking to you this morning, uh, continuing our series called Here For It. Here For It. So if you're here for it, Put it on the chat even now. Say, I'm here for it. If you're here in the room, maybe get your Bible out, get somewhere taking notes, because we're coming expectant that God will not only speak to us through his word in the Bible, but also by his spirit, he will change us. He will change us right now in this morning. And that's what I've been praying for this talk. This talk is called The Power of a Supernatural Community. I mean, what a title. The power of a supernatural community. And and, and the first thing to say is that is what we are. That is what you are in the room here, you online. We are a supernatural community. I mean, anyone who's even dipped their toe in that time of worship just now from your living room or here in the room, we know that life is more than chairs and carpets and walls and great horizons and beauty, that there is a supernatural dimension to life that we find only in Jesus Christ. And that's what we're living for. And that's what this talk is about, is to move you closer to Jesus, to move you deeper into the river that we sang about, the river that flows, that knows no bounds, that knows no limits, that pours out, because it's a river of life that comes from the heart of God. And we only flourish when we swim in that river. And we try many other rivers, but they're not the same, are they? They're not the same. So I could sit down right now, there's the talk. Get in the river of Jesus Christ, blood that flows from the cross and your life will never be the same. There's resurrection power. Easter isn't a story or a myth. The cross isn't just an idea. It's a life-changing reality that splits time in two, that causes us to live for all eternity for the purposes of God. And everyone is included. Every single person is included. Nothing limits you. You might be listening to this in your six years. Oh, God has an amazing plan for you. His Spirit is for you. You might be listening to this and you're 60 years old. You're 80 years old. God is using you and has amazing plans still for you. We are a supernatural community centered around Jesus. Nothing else matters. And I pray that everything else would diminish in importance in our minds in the next half an hour that you would make significant decisions in the next half hour to get deeper into supernatural community. Whew. I've only had half a cup of coffee this morning, people. I haven't had my iron pill yet. That kicks in in the afternoon. Slow release. Highly recommend them. But there's nothing like the power that's in the Word of God, and that's on which I stand. That's on which we stand, right? The power of the Word of God that caught my heart, that changed my life and is speaking to you even now. Come and stand afresh and trust your world on the Book of God, on the Word of God. It contains everything you need to know about Jesus. Why build your house on the sand when there's a solid rock, a rock for supernatural life and community? I'm now gonna go into a mundane story that I picked yesterday to illustrate this. It's from the BBC. It's funny. I don't know if you saw this story. I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, It's about an Italian hospital employee accused of skipping work for how long? 15 years. He skipped work for 15 years. I mean, who would like to do that, right? (laughs) The point is he wasn't noticed. He wasn't, I mean, I read this and I was just like, how can this be? How can this be? He earned about 500,000 euros 
over 15 years and no one noticed. What a life. So his manager didn't notice. She then left. The manager after that didn't notice. The HR team didn't notice. And it's only just come to light. And we're astounded. How could they live totally unaware of this person's absence? How could they live totally unaware of this person's absence? But here's the thing. The danger for us humans is that we always revert back to naturalness, to life without the Holy Spirit, to life that isn't supernatural. We'll always revert back to what we can see. And we'll forget that we're missing the most important dimension of life that is the supernatural, that is the presence of the Spirit, the one who makes us an effective and powerful people. It's so easy to miss the fullness of God He has for us as a supernatural community. And we're going to read Acts 19 verses 1 to 7 that illustrates this even further for us. Acts 19, 1 to 7, it says this. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, nope, nope. We, we've not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul said, what? No, he didn't. He said, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism? That that was a baptism of, of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues Jesus is Lord, Jesus reigns, they said in another language that could only come from a supernatural dimension. And they prophesied, they prophesied. Prophecy means taking what's in Scripture and the Holy Spirit making it personal for someone in front of you. They prophesied. They told by means of the Holy Spirit, deep truths in Scripture in a personal way. That's our passage this morning. And there are two headlines from this passage. Something was missing. Something was missing from these disciples' lives. And then secondly, they didn't realise they didn't realise like the Italian hospital for 15 years didn't realise the guy was missing. They didn't realise. Something was missing and they didn't realise. Apollos, who's mentioned at the start, clearly had a gap. He clearly had a gap. He's an amazing teacher. He tells people what's happened and what he's seen. But he's got a gap in his understanding of what? Of the supernatural dimension that the Holy Spirit brings. Apollos is clearly a faithful follower, but he has a gap. He's not living fully in the fullness of the river of God, the supernatural life. Paul comes along. Paul comes along. Who's Paul? Who's Paul? What's the most famous thing that happens to Paul? Well, he changes his name from Saul. Why does he change his name from Saul? Because he encounters supernatural reality on the road to Damascus. He steps out of his chair into the river. In fact, the river smashes him in the face. The risen Jesus, what are you doing, Saul? Oppressing my people. Get your hand off them, Saul. I'm making you blind for now. Change your ways. 
and come and follow me. Supernatural, Aslan-like fear of the Lord smashes him in the face from the risen, exalted Jesus. So Paul is used to seeing the supernatural dynamic of life. He's used to operating in supernatural community. So when he sees these disciples of Apollos, Apollos has had a gap in his understanding, so his disciples have had a gap in their understanding of the Holy Spirit. So when Paul sees them, he sees straight away something is missing. You see, Paul so lives in supernatural community, he so day-to-day wakes up to the Holy Spirit that when he sees something's missing of the supernatural, he can identify it and he can do something about it. Something is missing. These disciples aren't a supernatural community. One commentator on this passage, James Dunn, who taught me theology in Durham many years ago, he says this, discipleship without the Spirit is self-evidently a contradiction in terms. You can't be a disciple of Jesus and not be full of the Spirit and live in the supernatural realm and live in a supernatural community. You can't do it. It doesn't make sense. How many of us have struggled and struggled and struggled as a disciple? And it's most likely because we haven't lived in the fullness of what the Spirit brings to us in change and transformation and freedom. Something was missing. They were a community, but not a supernatural community. A community filled with the power of the Spirit and moving in the gifts of the Spirit. You see, Christianity is supernatural. Like, Christianity is supernatural. Now, if there was time, I'd do a whole, whole caveat about the word supernatural. If you study philosophy or theology, just, just assume there's a caveat here because it comes from our own language. It's a limited word. But Christianity is supernatural. God is spirit. And we believe, don't we, that causation in this world is not just down to material things. We believe that there is one who created the world, point one, out of nothing, out of nothing. His voice created the world out of nothing. We believe there is a God who then redeems the world out of absolute brokenness, Jesus on the cross, resurrected. And then thirdly, we believe there is a God who is perfecting the world, the Holy Spirit, fixing all the broken and dislocated bits of the universe in our lives through the power of the resurrection. So there is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, beginning, middle, and end, all out of this creation, moving and changing and shaping everything we do. So Christianity is supernatural. It's not natural. It's supernatural. God is spirit. He's not, in, he's not a chair. He's not a phone you can pocket. He's bigger than us. He's other than us. And so we need to shed any notion that Christianity is a set of beliefs, a philosophy, a belief system, a set of religious rules. It's a supernatural existence. And I want to speak, especially if you're listening to this online and you've been taught or shown that in some way or think that Christianity is a religion, it's a set of philosophical beliefs, I can't even say the word, or, 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 or things that are rules. Christianity is a supernatural existence. It's so much more than you've seen, that you've been taught, that you've read about. You can't contain God. You can't contain God. Sam Storms has written this fantastic book. It's called Understanding Spiritual Gifts. I wanna highly recommend it to you. Understanding Spiritual Gifts. He says this, God does not call upon us to speculate about the nature of this power or to envision it as merely some kind of idea. His desire is that we avail ourselves of it to partner with him in his purposes on the earth. His desire is that we cry out to him that he might intensify, 
expand, increase, and deepen the manifestation of this power through us in ever more demonstrative and tangible ways in our lives. Is that not the cry of our hearts? Is that not the cry of our hearts? You might, you might be feeling weary. It might not feel like you've got loads of energy to put into that cry right now. But if that's the cry of your heart, again, like let me hear, I hear for it, an amen, something here, put it on the chat. This is the cry. This is the cry. Let's clap it out. This is the cry of our hearts, God. Let's clap it out. God, I'm crying out for you. I'm crying out for more of you. Deepen, deepen, intensify your work in me, God. That's the cry of our hearts. Put it on the chat. Come on, keep clapping for that cry. You're not clapping for me. You're clapping to say, I need you, God. I need more of you. I need you, God. Deepen, intensify, magnify what you do in my life, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. I don't know if you saw this guy, another mundane story from the BBC News. <laughs> Gareth Wilde, 39 from Bromley. Ring any bells? No. Gareth Wilde, what a guy. I'd love to meet you, Gareth, if you're watching. I love this. This is totally not me, but it's him, and that's beautiful. Six-year challenge to park in every single parking space in his local Sainsbury's. <laughs> put your hand up. If you love this, put your hand up. And if you're on the chat, say, I love this. I'd do this. <laughs> here for it. I mean, I am not here for that, all right. But, but I love it. I mean, I just love that. Uh, so he did this diagram. He got a Google map out and he worked it out. And he's worked out that spot C1 is the best spot in the whole car park. So, <laughs> so over 15 years, was it 15 years? No, that's the Italian hospital guy. I think it was six, six years. Six years he's parked in every single space systematically. Now, what does that tell me? Well, first of all, I love this final quote. Um, Mr. Wilde said his wife, Catherine, has been, quote, always really supportive. <laughs> I really doubt that, Gareth. <laughs> I really do. I really do. He said, quote, I do like a good spreadsheet, but I didn't expect this kind of reaction. What kind of reaction did you expect? No one else has done this. This is wild. All right, now what this shows is mad intentionality. Like crazy commitment. Mad intentionality. And, and that's what I've been challenged about in this talk and I want to challenge you with. We don't want to be people like Apollos' disciples who are missing the supernatural element to our faith and don't even realise it because we just can't be bothered. Because we're not as intentional as Gareth with his car park. Like, either this is true or it's not. Either God is supernatural, real and alive, or He's not. And if He is, then I want to dive in. Now, I am someone who hesitates. <laughs> And again, we can divide the room about who hesitates the things and who just jumps in. I had some people just jump in. They don't know fear, safety, anything. I'm just hyper aware of safety. So I hesitate on the edge. Anyone else with me, okay? It links, it links to anxiety that we prayed at before. We're like, ah, you know, I'm only gonna go. Someone else has gone and proven it's okay, right? You know that, that's my natural self. But that's not the self that God calls me into. He says, jump in, jump in, trust me. Trust that my hands hold you. Jump through what limits you and holds you back because I'm a supernatural God. 
And we need to have this kind of intentionality that Gareth Wilde has for the things of the Holy Spirit. And there's a danger here. We become a Christian, we receive the Holy Spirit, and then we stop, right? We, we, we stop with 10%, with 20%, with 30%. But you know, if you drive your car with 10% of fuel, you start worrying about it a lot, and it's gonna go down and down and down and down. And what you definitely don't wanna do is what? Run out of fuel. Run out of fuel where there's no help to come. The Holy Spirit, we need to be intentional about seeking Him. There is so much more. There is so much more to live in. I wanna do a short, a little story here of how I first encountered the more, this supernatural realm. I grew up knowing the stories of God. You know, all the, I don't need to go through what Jesus has done for us on the cross. I grew up knowing those stories, but I didn't realize there was a supernatural realm that actually this was more than stories. And I'm gonna tell you, there's many stories I can tell you, but I'm gonna tell you one because it's low bar, it's like really low level, and two, because it involves a hot dog, okay? So basically, I was 17 years old, and I went off to this Christian summer camp. And uh, it was based in this, there was a big house with lots of grounds, and then there was a tent where we worshipped, and we'd go to this house afterwards for our food. And I was in this time of worship in the tent, worshipping the Lord, I was learning what it is to worship, learning what it is to give myself to God, and in the middle of this time of worship, I started speaking in tongues, just like Paul when he laid hands on his people. Tongues is one of the kind of baseline gifts of the Spirit that marks the shift into the supernatural realm. It's a prayer language that the Holy Spirit does in us and through us. It can be an actual foreign language as well, used in mission, and often it is accompanied by a gift of interpretation of tongues. I started speaking in tongues, it just came, and ran out of words. The words of the songs weren't enough to express how I want to give myself to this Jesus. And, and, and clearly, the people running that meeting were a supernatural community. They'd been praying. They'd been seeking the Lord. But anyway, that's not where the hot dog happened, let me tell you. So, that just happened then. This picture came into my head. A picture as clear as day. I'd never seen anything like this pop into my head. And it was a picture of a hot dog. I was like, what? It was a picture, get it out of my head, you know? It was a picture of a hot dog. Perfectly. Like, now, what's your image of a perfect hot dog? Paper plate, yeah, paper napkin, lovely little bun, cut in half very neatly, lovely hot dog, careful line of ketchup, and crucially, onions on top fried, right? Maybe a bit of mustard for some of you, okay? Perfect, perfect, came in my head, and this voice said to me, Nick, that's going to be your lunch. Nick, that's going to be your lunch. I was like, what? What? Didn't think any more of it. Worship time ended. Stay with me. Worship time ended. We walked over to this house out in these big fields around it. And people, what we'd do is people were queuing up, lots of people, hundreds of people queuing up to go into this house to get their food, come out again because it's a sunny day and sit on the grass and eat their food. And as I walked towards this house, as I'd forgotten about this picture that had happened in worship, but as I walked towards this house, I started seeing clearly people coming out of this house and they were carrying what? This perfect, exact image of a hot duck on a paper plate with a napkin with onions and a careful line of ketchup. And at that moment, I just felt the Lord laughing. Like, just laughing. Just, just laughing with me, at me, for me. Like, Nick, this is me. This is how I speak. I can speak to you. Just simple as that. Like, Nick, I can speak. I speak. I'm a living God. 
I'm not just stories that your parents taught you to read and it was a bit boring. I'm not just struggling in prayer and thinking he's got there. No, Nick, I speak, I'm here. And what was beautiful was like he knew me. And when you step into the supernatural, when God speaks to you, when someone else gives you a prophetic word or, or whatever, or someone prays for you, that happens, yeah, but also you come away with this, oh, God knows me. God loves me. Like God's having a little giggle with me. And here's the thing, that's quite a mundane story, like quite a low bar story. You might think, well, why would God do that? So many big problems in the world. Why would he give you a picture of hot? But here's the thing, that was the gateway. Because it's like, then I trusted him. And I haven't got time to tell you what happened next, but I had so many significant moments of God speaking to me through words and pictures. And I've continued for the rest of my life where I utterly trust him. And moreover, when I'm in a meeting or I'm leading a prayer meeting or something, I'm always trying to push into that and say, God, what do you want to say to us? You're a speaking God. What do you want to say? Let's listen. And I have utter faith that he can do that. To anyone in the room, he can do that. Any of you right now, let's, in fact, I'm just gonna pray that right now uh, in the middle of this and for you at home. Let's just pray. God, we pray. I pray for anyone who needs to hear from you right now. Would you speak? I believe you're a speaking God. I believe we're a supernatural community. I said, God, would you speak? Come and drop a word or a picture into our heads right now. May it be confirmed by what we know of you in scripture. And may it bring life, encouragement, and joy. So Holy Spirit, speak as I continue this talk. Amen. And just be aware as I continue speaking, like if you need to tune out for me, tune out for me, write down what the Lord's saying to you and you at home, write it down. If it's a picture, you don't know what it is, that's fine, just make a note of it. Pray into it, see what happens, talk to someone else about it. God speaks, he wants to live, he wants us to live in that realm of the supernatural. Now, is everyone all right? Because I mean, I'm gonna go a bit deeper now, all right? I mean, you thought I was coming into land, right now? I've only just begun, so um, bear with us. Okay, I'm gonna do a little bit of teaching here on this because it's really important because the church has got this wrong. So just shift position, get more comfortable. Here we go, okay, this is gonna be really good. I promise you, I promise you. Um, <clears throat> what do we mean by a supernatural community? How, what would be a pathway, if we're gonna be intentional, to being a supernatural community? How does the Holy Spirit work? How does he work in and through us? Well, I wanna highlight three words. The first word is this, in salvation. In salvation, we know from 1 Corinthians 12, 3, the only way to be saved is to say, Jesus is Lord. Like, he is the be all and end all, I follow him. And scripture says, we can only say that if the Holy Spirit fills us. So the Holy Spirit works in our salvation, okay, point one. And some of you, again, watching this, you might not be saved. Like, you, you might never have said, Jesus, you're Lord, your Lord, so again, I'm praying for you and we'll give a chance at the end, we're gonna pray for you that the Holy Spirit now would just shift you into freedom. Jesus is Lord, follow him. Secondly, the Spirit works in what we might call transformation. Transformation and change. Okay, and so this is 2 Corinthians 3.18, we're being changed from glory to glory. The Holy Spirit is changing us to do what? To imitate Christ to be like him. And Romans 8 says the only way to turn from sin, to turn from the things that we get trapped in is by the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, for some of you, think of intentionality, think of the car park. Which of these do you need to press into if you wanna play your part in supernatural community? For all of us, 
transformation's got to be on the list high, right? Unless you're telling me you're Jesus, unless none of your friends can tell me what's wrong with you, we need change. And we need the Holy Spirit to change us. We're going to be doing a series later on in the year all on this, on the fruits of the Spirit. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so powerful because character matters. Character matters. And that is what a supernatural community is. It's not just all smoke and mirrors and crazy miracles. It's character that comes from God. It's loving one another that comes from God. Character matters. And it's, a, it's only by the Holy Spirit that true character is possible that imitates Christ. Thirdly, and I love this word, makes Tim nervous, but I like it, vivification. Vivification. Now, bear with, this is a slight technical word. The, the theologian John Calvin, he described it as this, and this is more accessible. Adding life, quality, or energy. Adding life, quality, or energy. And this is what we see at Acts 2. In a few weeks, we're going to be celebrating Pentecost. Uh, this is what we see uh, when Jesus talks about the Spirit who gives life. He's the Lord of life. This is what we see in 1 Corinthians 12 to 14 when, when we look at gathered worship and the gifts of the Spirit being poured out for gathered worship. The Holy Spirit brings something extra, quality, energy, life. Uh, this, and, and is that the area you need to push into? Is that the area you need to be intentional about? Now, we as gastric, we are, we are doing well at this. You know, it's not like we're at zero. We, we, we're, we're doing really well at this, but there's more. There's more, and it's crucial. Uh, another way of understanding these three in a simpler way is two other words. The distinction between the spirit moving within or in. If we could have the word in up. So the spirit moving within or in, if you ever see that in scripture, it's to do with the first two things, salvation and transformation. The Spirit's in us, yeah? Because some people say, well, we shouldn't be talking about the more of the Spirit. Like, what do you mean there's more of the Spirit? We've got everything in Christ. Well, yes, the Spirit's in us, He's within us, and that's what these first two are, salvation and transformation. But there's a second thing, the word on. The word on or upon. If you see the word on or upon in Scripture in the New Testament, it's talking about category three. This vivification, this empowerment, this motivation, this propelling you off your hesitation into the deep river, this empowering presence of God. Now, it's not caveat, it's not as clear as these three things. They're not stages, you know, save, then transform, then empower. No, they're all kind of one thing. They all happen randomly. We can't contain the spirit. But it's helpful to use some of these distinctions. So what is missing Back to our passage, and don't worry, I know where I'm going and I know where I'm landing. Coming back to this passage, what is missing? What does Paul see is missing? In verse six, it's the on and the upon. It's the on and the upon that is missing. There is a dynamic of power missing in the lives of Apollos' disciples. So if Paul, and this is the crunch point, if Paul, who lives in the supernatural realm, who encounters Jesus on the road to Damascus, who knows what it is to have the fullness of the Spirit. If he came and sat next to you right now, what would he say is missing? Like, can we allow him to speak to us? And say, hey, Nick, you, you're missing this. You, you need to press into this. Like, Nick, come on, what, have you been baptized? Like he says to these disciples, like, Nick. I think he'd be a bit stronger. Nick! Nick, 
Come on, what are you missing? There's so much more. There's so much more for you. What have you been doing? R.T. Kendall says this, the scary thing about sleep is we don't know we're asleep until we wake up. Do we know that? We don't know we're asleep until we wake up. And today is a wake up to the life of the Spirit. There's a whole reality waiting for you and yet you're stuck. Often I get stuck in the, in the coats hanging at the back of the Narnia wardrobe. We never go through. There's so much more for us. Now, why is this so important that we as Gastry are a supernatural community, that you play your part in being a supernatural person? Because supernatural community, it's not like a thing. It's not a thing over here. It's, it's you. It's me. It's us. It's what happens between us. It's what we build. We're not just a family. We're a supernatural family. We're not just pioneers. We're supernatural pioneers. We're not just an organization. We're a supernatural organization. We're not just a social justice movement. We're a supernatural social justice movement focused on Christ, et cetera, et cetera. We're a supernatural people, but it's you and I that matter. This is why it matters that we would be light in the city in a true and living and eternal way. Uh, I was in a staff meeting the other day. Our staff team, if it, if it comforts you and assures you, is a supernatural community. We're praying for you. We're, we're worshiping on behalf of you. We're spending hours talking about what to do best to serve you and release you. And we were in a staff meeting the other day and I got this picture of the tramways through our city. Um, if, if you're not from Birmingham, they've been building tramways for a long time. I did a sermon about two years ago when I was riding a little Vespa scooter through the underpass and they're still building it through that underpass. It's been shut for about two years. So they've been building tramways through our city and I got this picture of the tramway lines and, and the Lord said this to me. He said, you know, the irony that none of us people have been able to move through the city for the last year, 18 months and yet they've been building these tramways, these expressways through and he said, they're expressways for my spirit. They're expressways for the Spirit of God through us as a church to bless the city, to move through the city, to be light in the city. And this is why us being a supernatural community, us being a people who know when something's missing and press into it, this is why it matters. And I'm gonna end with this because when we go back to Scripture, when we go back to Acts 19, we see the effects of a supernatural community. Ephesus, Paul, we think, spent three years in Ephesus. It became a center for mission and the advancement of the church. It became prominent in early church history for expansive tramway ministry. It became the capital of the province for frequent travel to and from it. And over the next two generations, Christianity spread from Ephesus to Magnesia, Miletus, Smyrna, Pergamum, up the river to cities you'll have heard of from Revelation like Laodicea. Hierapolis, Colossia, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, to Thyatira. This is incredible. The power of a supernatural community from for Ephesus. We think Paul wrote most of the rest of the New Testament scriptures, the Corinthian letters probably, possibly Philippians, Colossians, Philemon. Why? Because Paul knew the supernatural and noticed something was missing. He knew the supernatural and he noticed something was missing. I want to be Paul. That's the invitation. Can we be Paul or, or Pauline? If you want to be Pauline? I'll take Pauline. It's trying to be inclusive. Don't you want to be Paul? This is what the invitation 
And what I mean by that is, you so know the risen Jesus by the Holy Spirit, that whenever you're in any meeting, any place with a friend, anywhere you go, anywhere he leads you, you bring the supernatural, you bring the Spirit of God. And you know when you see something missing in a friend's life, in a colleague's life, in a prayer meeting, and you pray, come Holy Spirit. You pray it secretly in your heart, you might pray it out loud, and you bring the life of God. We need to be those lightning conductor people, the people who God, who heaven meets earth through and in. And we need to bring the Holy Spirit. He's here for everyone. He's here for all of us. So um, shall we stand if we're in the room? And as you stand, just stand into this Paul status, stand into this Paul line status. As we stand, and if you're at home, if, if you're at home, again, you might want to just write in the chat, I want this. I want this. And as, as we've stood in the room, I want to encourage you, you know, that, that I can't make this happen. This is the thing with the Holy Spirit. Like, he, he just, it's Him. But let's just put our hands in the air if we want this, if we want to be Paul, if we want to be someone, men, women, children, everyone who moves more in the realm of the Spirit, who brings the Holy Spirit and the supernatural wherever you go. And just make that your prayer right now. God, make it me. I'm just going to pray over us. Come Holy Spirit. Come presence of God. Come presence of God. Oh, we need you. Just make that your prayer. Just let, obviously we've got masks on, but just under your mask, just let the Holy Spirit bubble up through you. He prays through us and let, just start praying out. Fill me, God. I need more of you, Holy Spirit. You at home. Holy Spirit's not limited by your location. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need you. It's the cry of our hearts. More of you, God, more of you, God. I want to step out of limitation, step out of hesitation, God. More of you, God. Just make that your own prayer. That's my prayer. Make it yours. Make it yours. If you're new to this, that's fine. Just watch, that's fine. Just observe, that's fine. But say, Lord, if this is you, just fill me. Fill me. presence of the Lord is here. Risen Jesus, walk amongst us by your Spirit. Walk amongst us. Sit with us. Sit with us at home. Jesus, open your word to us. Speak to us. King of kings. King of kings. Lord of lords. Reigning one. 
in it again if this is new to that's absolutely fine if you're at home that we're just gonna keep pressing in we're gonna keep pressing in you might be feeling nothing that's absolutely fine but you might be feeling the Lord's powerful hand on you the trembling of his spirit the empowering presence of God and I pray for you for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit right now Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, release your power, release your power, Lord. Just keep receiving, keep receiving, Lord. Lord of life, Lord of life. Now let's let, turn that prayer for our church. Let's raise our hands afresh and you at home. Let's pray that for our church. God, we want Gas Street to be a supernatural place of your presence. We want Gas Street to be a supernatural community that like Ephesus that shapes and encourages and spreads your good news, God, of your word and your truth and your life to our city and to many other nations, God. So would you pour out your spirit through our church, Lord? Would you use us, Lord? Use us, Lord, more of you, God. Come on, come on, let the cry of your heart, let the cry of your heart for our city and our nation and our world, for the Holy Spirit. And at home, let's pray for the Holy Spirit, for this church, for Gas Street Church, for your Holy Spirit, Lord. We're not satisfied, we want more, Lord. More of you, God. Let's pray it out. We want more of you, Lord. More of you for Gas Street Church. This is just the start. More of you, Lord, for Gas Street Church. More of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of you, God. More of you, Lord. Let's pray that right now for Tim and for Rachel. Let's turn our prayers to our leaders. Let's, yeah, let's clap it out now for Tim and Rachel, our leaders at home. Pray for them right now for leadership as we clap. We pray for leadership. We pray for wisdom. We pray for Holy Spirit revelation. We pray for breakthrough. We pray for favour. We pray for favour with civic authorities. We pray for revelation of your truth, God. A passion for your name, God. Raise them up, God. Pour out your Spirit on them. Pour out your Spirit on them, Lord. And let's just finally, and we're gonna worship, just finally pray for protection for Tim and Rachel as well and their family. Because this is a spiritual realm and we know that there are opposing forces. So again, let's just raise our hands one final time and then we're gonna worship the Lord. And let's just pray for protection for them right now. Lord, would You protect Tim and Rachel and the whole family? Would You hem them in with Your Spirit? Would You build castle walls around them, Lord, that their house would be a house where heaven meets earth, where nothing else invades and where Your truth is known, God? Would You give them a spacious place to hear from You and lead us forward to be a people who are supernatural in community and supernatural in power? In Jesus' Name we pray, Amen.
Amen. We're going to worship now together as we continue in our service. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.